Welcome to Coffee Talk with Liquid Shano 1973, an inspirational podcast about the ups and downs of life and everything in between. Here's your host, Shane Lakita. Hey, good morning, friends. So, you know, I, I could start this podcast off with just saying that this is a normal podcast or all positivity and all kinds of craziness. But, you know, uh, of course, we will get there. But right now, like I've said in the last few podcasts, the last live one that we did and the one before that was all about just kind of like not being tone deaf and being able to understand the dynamic and the landscape that we're living in right now. You know, outside of any other time, we've never really experienced anything like this. We've never seen anything like this, experienced anything like this, nor have we had to go through anything like this and discover ourselves and really discover different ways and techniques to be able to cope and be stuck at home or be quarantined or be ill and sick and have the fear of a pandemic going all the way around us. So that's how I open this podcast with is the fact that I acknowledge the fact that we are in a place where we are having tough times, you know, and I I know sometimes we feel guilty about the fact that, well, other people could have it worse than me, but everybody's going through something. And this is really legitimately almost right-sized or flatlined everybody's things that they're going through to a point when you think about it. Now, there's varying degrees of of the impact that this has had on society, on people in general. But the mental side of everything is everybody is going through one thing in one form, fashion, or another. And it's made us have to adjust and made us have to pivot and make us have to maybe take a look at the way that we live our lives a little bit differently, whether it's through how clean we are or whether it's how hygienic we are or whether it's through the contact that we have with people. You know, it's interesting. I've been having some conversations with folks very recently that were introverts and people that don't necessarily put themselves out there and don't necessarily have a very outgoing personality, but they're introverts and they like the fact that when they're home, they're home. But even some of the introverts that I've talked to said they're having a hard time because they're stuck and they're told this is where you're going to be and you're not going to go out and experience anything or go out and do anything like that. You're going to hunker down and you're going to be alone for a period of time if you're solo or single or even as family members. I've got a full family with me, my wife, and my son and my dog, and I even feel isolated and alone. Even with the family going on, my son's having a tough time being able to cope with it because he's a very social kid and he's out there with all these other kids and now he's stuck at home and he's going through all these range of emotions, all these different things that he's going through, whether it's the fact that he can't work out the way that he was or whether it's the fact that he can't have the social interaction the way that he did or play sports the way that he was or anything like that. It's, it's different. Everybody is going through something. And let's not belittle that. Let's not take a look at the fact that if I'm going through something, my situation is uh, not worse than somebody else or somebody else has it much worse than me. How about parking the space that you need to make sure that you get your mind right and get your mindset in the right place? You know, this country and this world has already struggled with mental health for so long so far, right? I mean, everybody knows that. It's a known fact of why we have shootings and why we have all kinds of other stuff. And this doesn't help the matter. It doesn't help the situation when we're sitting back going, okay, so as we're out and about and we may already struggle slightly with mental health issues that are untouched or untapped or untreated, and now this type of situation where you put somebody in a box and you close them in where there's 
all kinds of panic going on out there, whether it's shopping panic, whether it's medical panic, whether it's the presidential panic, whether whatever it is, we got all this stuff going on. It just advocates and layers in and builds on that whole aspect of it. So we're in a pretty tough spot. But one of the things that I was doing was I was trying to look at different ways as a podcast, as a positive podcast, somebody that can bring some positivity with it. And one of the things that I tried to do was I wanted to be able to continue to create consistency in the fact that we are all together in this. We're all together. We're all fighting the good fight. We're all doing what we have to do. But some consistency with things like podcasts or things like television shows or things like those kind of things that that can bring some sort of normalcy and some comfort during a time when we're really struggling to be able to find those nuggets of positivity, those nuggets of increased amounts of endorphins that you need to feel when you're connected with people. So I'll tell you a couple things before I get into the content of the podcast, okay? So one of the things I did the other night, it was last Thursday, you know, we're all quarantined, we're all pretty much in our houses, not going anywhere, and I had a couple friends that reached out to me that use this platform called Jukebox, J-U-K-E-B-O-X. And what they did is they set it up and it was basically for 10 people to get together and play games together. And so we all got connected. We downloaded the app. We, we, we loaded it up. We had our computers going for the, the visual side of it. So we were all on camera. And then we had our phones for the ability to be able to interact with everybody. So basically like one of the games was like a Pictionary game. So basically they said, here's the title of what you got to draw. You draw it on your phone and then other people have to guess what it is or... They vote on the best drawing, and it goes through, and it's so much fun. It's a lot of fun. Now, one of the things that I learned from it was is that as we were doing that, even if the thing wasn't as funny as could be, even if the situation, we needed the interaction. We needed the cohesiveness. We needed the camaraderie of us sitting around and just having a conversation and laughing and joking, maybe having a drink and just sitting back and looking at the the screen and laughing at each other and laughing at jokes and those kind of things. We needed that social interaction. So I loved it. And I'm going to do it anytime that I can that they offer it to move forward. The reason I share that is because maybe that's something you can do. Maybe it's something you could do with family members. Maybe it's something you could do with friends, coworkers, or anybody like that. Get together. Put together a game board and have some fun with it. Maybe do bingo. Maybe do up a bingo board and do the uh, numbers that you can draw in there and then go on a Skype call or go on a Google Hangout or go on Microsoft Teams or something like that. Have everybody hop in there and then you guys can play together and you can joke and laugh and interact and and act like you're actually socializing with people where you we need that social interaction. No matter how much of it, no matter how much of an introvert that you are, no matter what you're doing, we all need some social interaction. We all need that camaraderie. We all need that connection. No matter how much we try to say that we don't, we do. And I'm realizing that that at home, I'm I'm very much of an introvert. Outside of this, I'm, I'm I try to be an extrovert for the most part for my job or for my social media aspect of everything. But when I'm home, I usually like to be home. I like to sit around the fire with me, my wife, and my son, and that's it. I like to like I, w- I was very antisocial until my wife pretty much forced me to go out and meet some of the guys in the neighborhood and really socialize and, and interact and things like that. So I'm 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 internally I'm a natural introvert. And so the funny thing about it is, is that even being a natural, somewhat introvert, I crave the social interaction. So go find your social interaction within the means of what you got to find. 
So whether it's on a phone, whether it's on Skype, whether it's through video calling, whatever it is, go find your social interaction. You're going to understand once you do that and you get out of the whole muck of I'm hidden inside, I'm watching the news, the pandemic, the deaths, the viruses, all that stuff, and you're in this wallowing sorrow of just craziness, right? You're in this pit of just, I don't really, the, 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 the walls are cro- closing in on you, the world is going crazy or whatever, get out of that rut a little bit. Now, I understand it's hard to do, but get out of the rut. Use things like social media. Use things like Facebook and use things like some sort of tools for you to utilize. And if you're on the other end and you know of people that need this kind of interaction, but you haven't heard from in a while and they've gone dark or they've gone quiet, reach out to them. Be interactive with them. Have a conversation with them. Call them. Have a social video call with them. Even if you don't have time to do so, which we all should have time, but even if you don't have time to do so, you're cooking dinner, you're doing whatever at the house, you got whatever, and you're not really feeling like it internally because you're like, man, I'm just not in the mood to have a long conversation right now because I'm feeling kind of down in the dumps anyway, do it. Do it anyway because we need social interaction. We need the ability to be able to connect with other people. All of us do. Every single one of us needs that ability to be able to have interaction, have conversations, be able to connect with people, okay? So those are just a couple little things. Game nights, social media, FaceTiming, Skype, any of the platforms that you know of that you already probably have downloaded onto your phone, utilize those and make it a little bit better than just a text message to say hello, reach out, do a video call, do those kind of things, okay? Do that. It's important. Okay, so one of the things that I was looking through here is around grief. Now, whether we are impacted one-on-one or as a family or as human beings or whatever by coronavirus and COVID-19 individually and in our situations where we're at, we may not be 100% affected right here and now by the virus. So we may be uh, isolated or in our homes or whatever. We still go through grief in those situations. People that have lost loved ones go through grief. We And these are pretty simple little things that I was looking at. What I did is I went online And I was looking at the cycling of through grief of where we can be, how we can take our ways through it. And one of the songs that I had heard recently, and it was by a couple artists actually, so I can't really name one artist that was there. So it was a couple artists that had come out, but I had heard over on one of the social media platforms that I had. And it was a a friend that was on there that I listened to or that I watched on the social media aspect of it. He was lip syncing to a song called It's Okay Not To Be Okay. And one of the things that he was saying was, and the message that he was bringing to the table was, you know, everybody's going through something. Now, whether it's through the COVID thing or whether it's through unemployment, whether it's through finances, whether it's through anything, any of the things that were being impacted by it, it's okay not to be okay. You don't have to be the most strong person in the world. You can cry it out. You can have emotion. You can think about the ways that you need to be better. But at the same token, you've got to be able to process through how your grief is, right? If you go to any grief counseling, you'll be able to find out there's a process in place and you don't even know it. So one of the things that I did was is I looked up the Kubler-Ross grief cycle. And if you're not familiar with it, it's K-U-B-L-E-R-Ross grief cycle. And one of the things that they do is they walk through the five steps of grief. 
and they walk through what the different places and different situations that we get to whenever we're going through a grief type situation or a stressful situation or whatever. But remember, as we're going through this, it's just remember that little phrase of that song of it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to feel depressed. It's okay to feel anger. It's okay to feel frustration. So here's the different five different positions or different places of the grief cycle that I found on this page. So one of them is denial. The first stage of grief cycle is denial. So if you think about it, what happens a lot of times, and we saw it with the whole COVID-19 breakout, we saw it with the whole cycle of viruses and whatever else, we saw a lot of people in denial, or they, were, they weren't they were as understanding that these types of things happen, or they were like, that wouldn't happen to me, or that happens over in other countries, just like when it first started in China or wherever it started, overseas, and the next thing you know, it spread throughout the world, and now we're like, oh wow, well, it's really here. So denial, you have things like avoidance, confusion, elation, shock, and fear, right? So denial is an important part of the grief cycle. It's an important section of where we're at. All of us go through it, even though we try not to get to a point where we have to deny it, but we all deny it. We all go through the different situations. So we either avoid the conversation or we avoid the situation or we cause confusion. We're confused. We don't really know what stage we're in. We don't know where we're at with it. We're just kind of like, whoa, what's happening around us, right? So the beginning state is denial. Then the next stage might be anger. So we're all quarantined. We're all isolated into our houses. You go through the anger phase of the grief cycle, okay? So now you've got things like frustration and irritation and anxiety. This is where a lot of people are feeling right now. On social media, I'm looking at the fact that I run a page of 41,000 people, or I'm, I'm one of the people that run it, so I'm an admin. And I'm looking at this page, and I see people's opinions, attitudes, and everything are getting very testy very frustrated, very irritated, and very anxious about everything. Think about that. So you can see people are snappy or snippy, or people are going for a run with their with their friend, that they're going out and they go for a run and then take a picture together, and then people will snap at them and say social distancing and all these different terms and just angry at what's going on around them. And it may not be necessarily that they're angry at the person in the photo or the picture or social media, but they're more so angry at the situation because maybe they can't do that or they feel they've taken all the precautions that are necessary, but then they start to get the blame game going and whatever else that how could you do that and put the society at risk or whatever. So we're in this frustration, irritation and anxiety phase. There's a lot of people that are in this place, which is one of the reasons why I feel as if what I opened with, with the social aspect of it, playing games, going out there, doing FaceTime, connecting on a deeper level is so important during these times. It's so important because we can get through some of the things like the frustration, irritation, and anxiety for just a fleeting moment, even if it's just a really quickly even if it's really quick that we get through it, we move on, we do what we have to do. At the end of the day, though, you you feel better than when you did when you first started or before you got on that call. So it can help process through that cycle of anger. The next cycle is depression. Okay, this is where we people feel overwhelmed, helplessness, hostility, and fight. So the anger and the depression side of it are both kind of combined with each other and what we're seeing a lot of times right now. People are getting angry. They're getting in the place where they're hostile or they get into the fight stage or they're overwhelmed or they have helplessness or whatever. Like they feel like they can't do anything. How many of you have woken up so far that have been working from home or that are stuck at home are literally looking around going, what do I do now? 
like I, I feel helpless. I don't, I feel like I need to be out doing something. I need to, my motor needs to go. I need to keep going, which I think is all of us to a point, but we feel helpless because we can't. Or how, how many of you feel helpless with the fact that if you're an elderly folks and, or you have elderly folks that can't see their grandkids or they can't touch their grandkids, they have to look through mirrors and I mean, through windows or whatever else that they have to look through. And they're looking through these things going, man, I feel helpless because I can't hold on to them. And I don't know how much longer I'm going to be around. I don't know how much longer, you know, they're going to be this age or whatever. And so we feel helpless. We feel hopeless. You know, we feel in this place where we're just like, man, it's just really, really tough. So the next stage are the ones that I don't think we have necessarily hit yet. So we got the bargaining and the acceptance phases. So bargaining is struggling to find meaning of the of the things that we're going through. Reaching out to others is another part to bargaining where we can kind of find that meaning and find out what what this is what this means moving forward, right? And then telling one story. Here's a great way for people to be able to connect to say, hey, you know what? I've been through it. I know what you're going through. I feel this. That's what this podcast is all about right now. I feel like this is part of the bargaining phase because I'm sitting back going, I know what you're going through. I get it. I, I understand. I I I'm accepting of the fact that we're all going through something and if one person can get on a microphone and be able to help other folks then I think that's important we need to do that I need to do that I need to share my story of where I'm at with it my struggles with my wife my son my 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 dog the house making payments doing different stuff my wife's hours are limited and here I am you know working from home but going crazy back crazy my son's going to school at home I get all that right so we're going through very similar stories so telling one story is part of this whole entire grief cycle because it really helps to be able to process through that to know that other folks are going through it as well right that how many times have you had a death in the family or some sort of tragedy happen in your family? And it really helps to know when you go to grief groups or counseling or those kind of things that other people are going through the similar situation that you've gone through and the things that you've done and things that have happened to you, they know what you're going through. And it really feels that sense of purpose and sense of communal feeling or this community feeling of, of I know that other people are going through it and have been through it. So I this makes me feel better processing it and moving forward. And then lastly, with everything that's going on, with all the isolation, with all the different pain and suffering that's going on out there, then there's the last level of acceptance, okay? This is exploring options, building new plans in place, and moving on, okay? So we know this is going to happen down the road. We know that we're going to have, whether it's different types of vaccines or whether it's different type of maybe response methods so that way we're not going through the fact that the whole entire world has to be shut down. Maybe scientists and medicine and everything else can really get in front of the fact that we can we can take a look at these types of things and how can we be prepared and have a contingency plan built around how we can move forward. And then us as society, how we can also have a a method or technique or something that we can utilize to be able to make this better. Now, I'm going to tell you, the one thing that I've noticed when I'm watching TV and I watch all these news outlets and I'm watching the president get up every single night and I watch our local governments get up here in Maine when he's up at uh, either noon or two o'clock in the afternoon and they get up and they fill us in on where we're at with with the virus and where we're at with the different cases and everything else. One of the things that I notice that I hear as a common theme throughout everything, whether it's on the national one or the local one, is how Americans and people have come together and how people have 
push through. Think about this now. We are we we are a fine oiled machine for the most part, right? We've got things working, whether it's the workforce, whether it's restaurants, whether it's airlines, whether it's Amazon, whether it's shipping, whether it's postal, whatever it is, all the different aspects of our society in a free society, we have all of these different things that are going on, all these different cogs in the wheel that we have turning and churning and burning, and we've got oil going in, and we got it's just a machine that we've got going on. All of a sudden, that machine comes to a complete stop. Now, that's a huge shock to the system. Right. So we as Americans and in the world have now come to the point where, okay, all the differences aside, here's what we're faced with. If you're a Democrat, you're Republican, independent, doesn't matter. Here's what we're faced with. We're faced with the fact that America is now shut down. The economy shut down. We're losing money in our 401ks. The stocks are all busting apart. We got all this different stuff going on. The economy that which was one at one time high and, and flourishing is now in the dumps and where we're at. So we've got all these things going on, but the fortitude and the stick to that we have in the States and in the world, such as scenes in Italy where people are all getting together, where they're not socially, they're, they're distancing themselves on the balconies of their their homes and their apartment complexes, singing songs together, doing workouts where the, the instructor will go down into the main foyer and everybody gets out on their balconies and they do some exercise just to stay active or those kind of things. Like There's so many different situations and positive things that you can pull, but we don't hear from a lot of those. In the media, we hear a lot of the negative, the downtrodden, the the pain, the suffering, the lack of materials, the hospitals or whatever. And mind you, those are all super, super important. And we need to learn from those things, the mistakes that we made or the situations where we are. We, we have never been through anything like this, so we have to make sure that we accept that fact too, that we're learning as we go because we were never expected to be in a situation where we are right now. So understandably so, mistakes are made and things that we're doing and adjustments have to be made and everything. But the fact of the matter is, is that we are going to get through it one day at a time and one foot in front of the other. But here's the thing. The amount of positivity and the amount of great situations that are going on out there are much less broadcast than a lot of the pandemic and panic and those kind of things. So look for those things. Look for those things online. Look for those things on social media. Dig around a little bit. You're going to see a lot of really great situations of Americans and world people all getting together to be able to say, okay, if we've got to get through this, we got to do this together. We're going to do it all together. And we are going to find the silver lining or make it a positive situation or dig in and bring a positive light to a very dark and bleak situation. Now, if you can't find it on social media or you can't find it all these different places, then here's my advice to you. You be that ray of light. You be that person that sparks positivity in the world. You be the person that is going to be stronger than the rest. Rise above. Go and do things within your span of control. So whether it's in your house, like I've opened with, with FaceTime calls or game calls or meetings that you can have just to be able to connect people and have a great time. Or let's say, for instance, you go to the grocery store. There was another idea. Here was a, here was another idea that I had in um, within that group of the folks that were doing the gaming. The idea really spawned from it where we said, okay, if one person goes to the grocery store, which is an essential need of where we're at, 
How about if I'm picking up one loaf of bread, I pick up two if they're there, and I can go and pick up two loaves of bread, and then I drop one off at a friend's house. Or I go, if I do have a chance to get toilet paper, not to stock up on 7,000 like some of these crazy folks that are out there and got into panic buying and the irresponsible way that they went out and took uh, toilet paper and all these other necessities from people that need it more than probably they did, but instead they stocked up on 17,000 of them or whatever. Uh, that's a side note, and I don't want to get into the negative side of it. But if you want to be able to help an elderly folks that, that are sitting in the neighborhood, maybe they, they need a couple necessities that you can go out to the grocery store to be able to do to keep them from being susceptible towards whatever it is or what, uh, whatever small gesture you could do, be that positive light that we're missing in the world. Now, I, I shouldn't say we're missing because I just think it's not covered by the media or not shown as being as bright of a light as the negative, down, dark situation that we're sitting in. But you be the positive light. You be the strong. You be the strength. You be the person that brings people together. Rise above. If you're feeling depressed, rise above. If you're feeling down, rise above. If you're feeling angry, it's okay to be able to process through those things, get yourself to the right situation or where you need to be, and then start to invest in others and invest around you to give yourself an outlet. I, I, I don't know if you guys have seen any of the artworks that I've done. They're pretty cheesy, I think so anyway, but there's some graffiti art and some other stuff that I'm doing. But what I've been doing is at nighttime to be able to process through so the fact that I'm not eating my way out of house and home because of stress and everything else, I'm doing art. And at nighttime, I grab my pencils and I grab my Sharpies and I do all my different artwork and I take pictures and videos of it because I, I know that it might help somebody else. Somebody else out there might get a little bit of entertainment through it. So I might post a couple of them on No Finish Line Nation or wherever, but I wanted to share that with you because at the end of the day, here we are finding ways to, to invest and finding, finding ways to process through and get through the things that we have to get through on a daily basis. So you need to find those things. If you're creative, find what your creativity is. If you're a cleaner, go up to the attic and clean up the attic. Go out to the garage, clean up the garage. Do what you have to do to make sure that you are investing in yourself in one form or fashion. Okay, It doesn't just have to be the social aspect of it. It can be accomplishing things and achieving things and maybe doing some of the things that you weren't able to do before because you were working 40, 50, 60 hours a week, and now you're at home and you can do those things. Guys, it, some of this is within our span of control. And it's hard to understand that, and it's hard to believe that when we're told this is what you have to do because otherwise you're going to get sick. Some of it is within our span of control. Think about that. What can you control? How can you respond? What kind of positivity, positivity can you bring? What kind of things can you do for other folks to be able to invest in them, to have moments with them, engage with them, bond with them, and do those kind of things? Even if it is to the point where you got to go into your calendar and you got to put calendar appointments in there for you to be able to reach out to folks that you haven't heard from or talked to in a long time, you never know what it's going to do on the other end with that person. They may be feeling in those low, depressed, alone stages of what we were talking about earlier with the five stages of grief. Now, the five stages of grief usually happens in major catastrophes or whatever, but all of us are going through it right now. 
And it may not be as monumental as death or famine or anything like that. But right now, we're all going through the five stages of grief. So process through those guys. Think about how you're going to be able to be the best version of you and be able to move forward. And I think that if you think about it, those five stages, denial, anger, depression, bargaining, and acceptance, those five cycles, if you're going through those, accept them. It's okay to go through those. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be depressed. It's okay to be in this bargaining phase or even at the acceptance phase if you're already further ahead than others are. It's okay. It's okay to be not okay. (laughs) Right? I mean, think about it. It's okay to be not okay. We're all in the same boat together. We're all fighting the good fight. We're all going through the things that we have to go through. Just know that. Here I am on this podcast reaching out to you to let you know I'm here for you and to let you know that you have other folks that are here for you and you have a full nation of No Finish Line Nation. If you don't know what that is, go to your Facebook page and then type in the search box, No Finish Line Nation. And you're going to see all kinds of other people getting together that are going through similar stuff. They can't get out to do their workout or they can't go to the gym or they can't do whatever. So they're trying to be able to navigate through how they're eating properly or trying to anyway and not stress eating and all these different things that we're going through uh, all together. It's a great community. It's a closed community and it's a safe place. No finish line nation. You should go over there and check it out. And if you don't want to go there and you are part of focus groups or online groups or whatever, utilize them, guys. And here's the last thing, the last bit of advice I'm going to give to you is we're all stuck in these households and we're stuck where we are. Please, please, please don't forget to exercise. Exercise your mind by doing things like meditation or doing things like puzzles or crosswords or whatever. Exercise your body by doing something like walking in place, running in place, or going on a treadmill if you have one at home, or lifting some weights, or grabbing some plates and lifting them up, or whatever you have to do. Exercise, guys. Get those endorphins going. You need to stay active to be able to be healthy. If you're not active, we grow into these really balls of depression, and we start to fall off the radar, and then we start to really get into a bad place. And we don't want that. None of us want that place where we're stuck in depression. We want to be able to come out of it. And so give yourself a plan of how to stay active. And like I said, active isn't just with working out as in exercise your body. Active is also exercising your brain, guys. Do some things. Go online. We have this great thing called the internet right now. Imagine if this happened 20 years ago, 25 years ago, when the internet wasn't around and we were looking at it going, okay, now we're really stuck inside the house. What are we doing, right? So you have this great tool at your disposal to be able to utilize to find brain games, to find exercising of the mind games, meditation methods, yoga methods, do all these online workout classes that your local gyms are doing or anything like that, there is a way that we are in control of what's going on around us. It doesn't feel that way, but we are. We can control some of the things that are happening around us. Just remember that, okay? So as you're going throughout your day, know that you have support. Know that you have people rooting for you. Know that you have people trying to lift you up, including me here on this podcast. 
but let's make it a great day. Let's get through one day at a time, and I'll come on for a couple extra podcasts, not just once a week like I've been doing. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna try to record a couple to be able to continue to invest and continue to share my thoughts and where we're at with this whole entire journey that we're on right now with uh, the COVID-19 and the whole ep- ep- pandemic that's going on, okay? Have a great day, everybody. Go through one moment at a time, invest, love hard, hug hard, and be a part of where you're at, okay? We'll talk later. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Please do us a favor and leave feedback and a five-star rating on whatever platform that you use.